0: Welcome to the Global Citizen Life podcast. Today on the show, we have Jesse Swede. Jesse shows busy parents how they can create a meaningful connection with their kids and build a family legacy by breaking free from generational cycles and creating their own family story. Well, welcome to the show, Jesse.
1: Thank you, Sally. I'm really excited to be here and share this. Uh, This is going to be fun.
0: It it is. And you've got... um, an interesting kind of i guess history and and how you actually probably incorporate that into your family and your family values and lifestyle so tell us a little bit about your journey from kind of where where you started what country and and where you're at now and i know it wasn't just a one stop move so so add in like what you've done
1: yeah awesome so uh i'm originally from pennsylvania and uh, in 2006, I moved to South Korea. Uh, but that was in August. In April, I came here to Seville, Spain, to visit a friend, and saw him teaching English there. I was able to visit him on some of his classes and watch that. And it was one of these things that it was a, it was just a click. It was a light bulb moment that turned living abroad and teaching abroad from oh that's something nice for him to do that's that's really nice it's not for me but it's it i'm happy for him to i can do this this is i can do this i was watching him do it i was living in the space and and it made it so real and doable for me and we eventually looked for for um jobs here it was really hard in spain in 2006 it is now too but like really being a U.S. citizen, actually with Brexit, it makes it easier. But um, being a U.S. citizen, not being in the EU, there's a lot of extra tax stuff and paperwork and things to do that. Academy is just like it's the juice isn't worth the squeeze, I guess. And um, But in South Korea, we did some research. In South Korea, all you needed was to be a native English speaker and and to have a university degree. I checked both of those boxes and I had some familiarity with Korea, with a Korean martial art I studied and trained and things like that. So it's like, yeah, Korea sounds cool. My original plan was to go for one year, maybe two, to eventually come back here to, you know, finish that plan. It ended up two to resigning three, four, five to seven years in South Korea. Uh before coming here to Spain, I live in Spain now. I have two awesome kids who are growing up bilingually. Their mother is Spanish. you know I'm me and uh and it's just amazing to see you know raising kids in two different cultures it's not without its challenges, but what family is what family dynamic is you know right. so um i it's a journey you know
0: excellent so. Had you been to Korea before you chose to apply for teaching jobs there and move to Korea? Because that's not, even now, it's not one of the kind of more common places that expats generally move to.
1: Yeah, Um Uh, Well, yeah, maybe not. But I think it's increasing, at least when Mm -hmm. I was there, it was increasing a lot because Korea is becoming more and more well-known. Their food is becoming more and more well-known, where in 2006, it wasn't. Like, I was only familiar with South Korea because of, you know, the flag. I was on our gym. Uh, I had Korean martial arts instructors and and Korean-American friends. But I think by and large, it wasn't. Uh, And it can be scary for people uh i was a little familiar with reading the language but like you're in a language that you can't read you don't know what it says um you like with spanish you could see the word c-a-s-a and even if you don't know what that is like you can read it there's a level of familiarity but if you see like a korean word
0: like what is that you know what i mean so it wasn't for me it would it would be like all those letters look the same. Like I, yeah. you, as as you said, like to at least with the the alphabet as we know it in English and Spanish and things, we we recognize those. But if, if I would think it like with Korean or Chinese or or things like that, to me, I I can't tell one letter from another.
1: Yeah, you. And then you're like, do you read it right to left and left to right? Like, what is it? You know what I mean? So. Mm-hmm. It, landing on the airplane and seeing signs with that i i landed and the academy owners came to pick me up two korean a korean older couple uh that didn't speak english i just landed they had a paper sign that said jesse and i'm like okay i guess i'll go with them got in their car in the am i the only
0: jesse (laughs) (laughs) i know and like
1: am I what did I walk into did I walk into a horror movie or a rom-com or what did I walk into but it turned out well um but yeah Korea it's the thing about South Korea and I think Japan too it's such a different culture that I think they take care of you they're very welcoming they're very hospitable so that's down to like the academies do everything for your paperwork, your, you know, your contracts and all of that. They So I didn't really have to do anything. Like I had my visa nice. before I left, my mm-hmm. work permit before I left. They did, took care of all of that.
0: Okay. And so you're there for seven years, obviously enjoyed it because it was substantially longer than your one year plan. Um, and then you moved to Spain. So did you meet your wife um, and have your kids in Korea, or did that happen after you moved to Spain?
1: That happened when I moved to Spain. Okay. Um, and just to go back, like to my Korea time, I, I loved it. I liked it a lot. And it, it's almost mm-hmm. like I got too comfortable. And that's what, like, you know, how I got pushed out, you know, like due to life mm-hmm. circumstances and and things like that. But, um, but, Korea is one of those places either you like it and you can adapt really well or you hate it and like you can't last a year. I've seen both okay. and um, because it's so different, the food's so different, the smells are so different, the culture, it's this mix. And I, this goes with like any culture that's not your own. Right. But Korea, it's this very interesting dynamic because it's very traditional, like a 5000 year history. Um, that carried their traditions, their language, their culture is embedded in their language, their food, all of this. But also, they're a very young culture. They're a very young country, like as in like the rebuilding after the Korean War and then in the 80s and things like that, where they put a lot of money into education and to building technology. So your Samsungs, your Kia, your LGs, they're all at the top of the you know state-of-the-art technology. Meanwhile, this traditional culture, and it's this like, they're trying to figure out this balance, I think, mm-hmm. you know, of keeping the tradition and adapting to be state-of-the-art. So it's a dynamic um, element. And some people find it challenging, and mm-hmm. some people thrive.
0: Well, that's great, and so, so sorry, then now, so you had a huge. Oh, go ahead. Sorry, I didn't answer your actual question.
1: I answered a different question. What was your question? Oh, my kids. Oh, no, no,
0: you, you did, you did. You said you, you met your wife, and 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 your and had your kids in Spain, but you just um, wanted to to go back to how that cultural culture and um, yeah, yeah, the technology. They're trying to to find that balance. So it was a very big difference from going from the US to Korea and then but from South Korea then heading over to Spain that's a big difference as well
1: yeah absolutely so i i put it it's kind of like a triangle you know mm-hmm. that's kind of how i see it so the us is very different from south korea but well, south korea is very different from spain and spain's very different from the us right, right. so it's like you need to kind of like accept that when you go to a different culture. Accept it, like, I think if you go to a different culture and you have a level of humility and open mindedness, understanding things are going to be different, uh, understanding that there are some cultural um, things you're not going to agree with, mm-hmm. and understanding and ex- expecting that, I think that would really make your time a little more a lot more meaningful
0: you know mm-hmm. absolutely yeah it's and it's it's adjusting I mean part of the reason why we move is for those different experiences
1: right If that, if, if we enjoyed exactly.
0: everything at home we wouldn't want to move we would we would love it there and enjoy it but we move to have the differences and and you're right sometimes it's a challenge to embrace them sometimes they're very different but that's that's part of the experience
1: yeah i agree i agree and that's like i agree with that absolutely it is part of the experience that's kind of why you get curious about another culture Hmm. you know yeah
0: and so so now you're you're living in spain um, and you, you've got your, your company. So did you, have you incorporated or do you have your company in Spain or is it, um, located outside of Spain?
1: No, it's in Spain.
0: And how is that process, um, go for you for, um, setting up in Spain?
1: And a nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I mean
0: I know I've lived in Spain for five years I know what people go through and I've got friends who do it but for for listeners who don't know um and perhaps this is their first first time listening or the first um episode of of talking with somebody who's started their autonomo as they call it in Spain let's uh let's talk about that a little bit and I know it is very challenging
1: yeah and it's challenging because um Yeah. And for anyone who is thinking about Spain, like autonomo, that's the um, like the self-employment thing. Right. Right. Um, And it's. First of all, they collect money like to pay. You have to pay a fee, an autonomo fee, whether you make an income or not. Right. Mm -hmm. So that's the first thing. (laughs) Like they're taking money right from the get go. Without much support at all. Like they, they don't provide, it's only like to say, okay, you can start a business. Good luck. You know, and, whereas and not even good luck, but like good luck and give us out, you know? Yeah. Um. And not even good luck. It, there's not support. Like there's right. not like the their level of social security. There's not like, it's not a good, to be honest, in my opinion, it's not a good country to set up your business. In fact, I had a friend who had a business set up here, an American friend. He ended up moving part time to Italy to, you know, go around this. So he found a way to like make that be more profitable for his business. Mm-hmm. So um, but if you can set up your LLC in the United States, it would probably be better to do that
0: it's it is what i recommend to people whether it's in, in any country actually just not their not their home country is ideal especially if it's if it's going to be spain but to to set up their corporation in a tax friendly country and then what they can do is they can pay themselves as an employee through the, the share shareholders and and things like that and then that way they can apply for like a non-lucrative visa because you're working for the company that you own. And it is a way around not having that, even though you're still self-employed, but you just have your company elsewhere. And, and I I highly recommend that for people who want to move to Spain because being in Autonomo there, I hear so many complaints and just how the prices increase every month. Every month you're making more and more. And the types of receipts that you have to get in Spain are not your typical receipts that you use for tax purposes. Um, every time you go, you have to have a special type of receipt. So whenever you purchase anything you need for your company, it's not just, oh, here's my receipt from the till. It, it is a different form that people have to get as well, which makes it just one more pain in the butt, really. It
1: is. And not like, it's almost, and I don't understand they like why, like, there are a lot of things in South Korea that I chalked up to. Well, it was their culture, it was, you know, their history, or but like this sort of thing. Like, I don't understand the incentive, but the incentive behind making it so difficult to for entrepreneurs. Like, I don't, I don't understand the, I don't, maybe, I mean, do you? No.
0: Yeah, Not as the, the, the simple like To me, saloon, it doesn't saloon. make sense. Like I think every country really should make somebody who wants to be an entrepreneur, a business owner, startups. They should make it so easy because that, in turn, brings more money into the city and the country. Right. Yeah. Tax dollars. Definitely. And, you know, if I'm my company's doing well, I'll be hiring people or I'm buying more things. So therefore I'm spending more. So it doesn't make sense to me why they make it so difficult.
1: No. And you'll eventually if they're helping you earn more money, that's more tax money. Well, pretend, you know, if you and mm-hmm. um, and like you said, employment, uh, plus if you have a company that is like this was founded in Spain. Like that's incentive, right there. Like I don't see the. It must be some level of corruption in some way. Like that's the only way. That's the only expert. I
0: I agree. I, I agree. It 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 really makes no sense. So for listeners, it is possible. People do do it, but yeah. just be prepared. I mean, I, it, yeah. <laughs> you've you've done it. Um. But it it just a lot of the things don't make sense. It's not simple. Tax rates are high. Um and just honestly you might want to just consider elsewhere as as your friend did with uh with Italy or various other countries. So yeah,
1: Portugal's right next door.
0: Mhm. Exactly. Not- um so are you with the visa that you got there um was it tied to your autonomo or did you no, is it marriage. that you became autonomo to get the visa or was there another way that you worked that?
1: It was marriage. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So if you get married, you like we're separate and divorced by now, um, Mm -hmm. but you only need to be married two years on the books and then you have your permanent residency.
0: Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, well, for listeners, you know, just
1: like, if you want to have kids, like, so uh, there's that too. That's like definite lock to a permanent residency. Um, Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's an awesome experience to have kids. Well, for me.
0: Absolutely. And hey, how old are your kids?
1: Awesome, I have a, I hope people have an awesome experience. So, like, there's that too, even if like you need help. How old are my kids? Was that your question?
0: Yes. Um,
1: eight and almost six.
0: Oh, nice. Uh, yeah, a great eight-year-old age.
1: And, yeah. An eight year old girl. And uh, like, he turns, my son turns six on Christmas Eve.
0: Oh, I mean, that's exciting, but, oh, I feel so bad for him. Christmas Eve is a terrible time to have a birthday.
1: Yeah, it just... really is, except um, not in Spain, because they're, like, in our family, they mm. celebrate Christmas mm-hmm. a little bit. Yeah, so for anyone who doesn't right. know, like, December 24th is their big celebration for Christmas, but Christmas is, the the second-tier holiday for them. Their main right. holiday, Christmas holiday, is they call them the three magic kings. Mm-hmm. And they celebrate that on January 6th. Right. So for him, like, it's actually like we talked about the taxes and how the awful that is in Spain. If you're going to have a Christmas birthday, <laughs> Spain's the country to have that.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. You're right. You're right. Considering for Spain, it's, it's, it's good for him that way. Yeah, that's great. Uh, let's see. What about banking? How have you found banking in Spain and opening up a bank account?
1: I, it wasn't that hard for me. Um, If you're coming from like the ease of the United States, you open a bank account anywhere and get like a free toaster or whatever. um, Like it will be a little more complicated. It's really weird. Like all of that stuff is weird here. And Mm -hmm. it's like, it's just weird. Like you Each branch of a bank, as far as I understand it, you know, each branch of a bank is almost, it's almost like a franchise. It's like its own individual entity, even though it's part of a bigger umbrella. So Mm -hmm. like you could go to one bank of the same branch and they might decline you for whatever reason. Then you go to another branch of the same bank and they could accept you. So it's, it's, it's weird. But uh, I didn't have and any problems. it's
0: it's not just Spain that's like that. there's there's oh. many countries that uh, that are are very similar. I was talking with a girl yesterday from um, she's in Istanbul, and she said the exact same thing. There's she went to a number of branch banks. They said no, and there was one branch in her neighborhood that accepted her because the manager something was nice, spoke English, no problem. <laughs> But other branches of the same bank said no, wouldn't even talk to her, completely ignored her. Crazy.
1: Yeah. (laughs) It's crazy. So yeah, there are different things like that. It's just if you're if you're set on doing it, you'll figure out a way. Um Mm -hmm. or ask around. There are a lot of like Facebook groups, like expat Facebook groups, expat in Spain, um, TEFL teachers Facebook groups, that's a good resource. Things like that to find help. Mm
0: -hmm. I found though it also helps to if like where I find some people have had a problem is to get their NIA, which is their tax number. Um, they need that to open a bank account, but sometimes they need the bank account to get the tax number and it becomes this vicious loop of, (laughs) I can't get one without the other, but I can't get the other without the one. So it's frustration of getting that done. So.
1: And then, uh, and then the, um, the, the, here in Seville, it's the Plaza de España. It's like the extra, the extra, yeah, the foreign, um, foreign, like office. a
0: foreign tax number. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Or the actual office, right? To set up oh, an appointment. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is chaos. If you want to set up an appointment and like get any of that paperwork, hire a lawyer or something. Yep. Like they're kind of cheap here. Like we're kind of like, I don't want to make it sound like I'm crapping on Spain. There's a lot of great things. It's just this specific area. Mm-hmm. No one, even Spanish people complain more than us about it. It's just like, it's just well-known.
0: Same yeah. in the United
1: States, I guess. You mm-hmm. know, anything that you and, have- but,
0: to- but people need to know what to expect, right? Like, I don't yeah. want to be saying to people, oh yeah, go to Spain and you can just make an appointment mm-hmm. and walk in and it'll be, because it's, yeah. it's not the way it is. So if you prepare and you're like, okay, getting appointments is hard. You can try and try and try. A few people do get an odd appointment online. There's like maybe five for a million people. But if you go to a lawyer, they know somebody or they have a special route that they can get in. You get the appointment and it just that's how it gets done. And
1: it's that's exactly what happened. I spent like months trying to mm-hmm. figure out the website. It's Me super too. complicated. <laughs> uh, you two? Yeah, okay. trying to Me figure too. out the website, be like, which option is it? Like, I don't see my option. And then like setting up an appointment, going, having chose the wrong option. I have to wait like another month to set up another appointment or something, or good luck getting them to respond to you. And mm-hmm. uh, and I ended up having my knee, my identification expired. <laughs> so <laughs> I couldn't do anything. And so I was like, what do I do? And then I hired a lawyer. He signed up. He's like, or, you know, I contacted him and it's really affordable, especially compared wow. to the United States. It's really affordable. And I was coming from a teacher salary, like an English teacher salary, so, but it's still really affordable. Uh, he's like, okay, we have a meeting in two weeks. Be there their Plaza España. We walk in no line, just go right in, sit down, go to our thing. He's like, out this paper and this paper uh boom
0: okay there you go (laughs) mine was was so simpler and i was like why didn't i just do this months ago i should have (laughs) just spent the money instead of being like oh i'll do it no problem it's like i can do things like i'm very i can do it i know how i'm not new to this i've done it in other countries but there, honestly you're right It, it was very affordable and the lawyer got things done way faster
1: way faster. And, uh, so anyone, you know, learn from our mistakes, learn from it. Don't spend weeks and hours waiting in line to find out you got the wrong. Like, I, I remember one time, if I could share this story, I was waiting in line, went up and, and they said, go to this side for this type of meeting. I went to that side. I showed the security officer, my like appointment number. He's like, this isn't the right thing. What you need, like, this isn't the right place. And I'm like, but I didn't know what option to choose. That's the closest thing to represent what I need. And he's yeah. like, and, and another thing, they don't really care. <laughs> like <laughs> the customer service is not their strong suit here. Um, and uh, I'd like to talk about some positives here in Spain after this too. <laughs> we will
0: yeah we will we will there's because but, there's so many
1: positives there's so many there are so many positives but I was like so I opened up the website on my I didn't let the next person go in front of me because then I would never get back. and so I just waited there and I showed him my phone and the the website. I was like, well here's the website. Can you choose which one is good for me because it's in Spanish and and he's looking at it for like two minutes. He's like, yeah, I don't know, and he just hands to me, and
0: <laughs> well, if you don't know how, how, can I know? How am I supposed to doing? know? You know I this know. one's wrong, then which one's right? <laughs> exactly,
1: and uh, that was crazy, but yeah, get a lawyer to handle all that stuff.
0: Yeah, so once you know, once we kind of get back, and in these these kind of issues that we're talking about, like they're they're everywhere. You know, there's, and I know people who have had issues even getting into Canada, getting into the United States. So it's not it's not just like Spain's a tough country to get um, government stuff done. I mean, let's be honest, every government in the world is terrible. Like it takes time. Um, some people do, some people get lucky and they get things done quickly and very easily. And other people, it's a nightmare and they have the worst experiences ever. But it's just so people are aware to have patience you know, be aware it's a process. They do things differently. And yeah, hire, hire a lawyer, talk to a few different lawyers. They are quite affordable and they'll get things done a lot quicker because once you're there and once you get that stuff kind of taken care of, then it's time to enjoy Spain. And I mean, the weather is great. It has, it has everything. It has snow in areas. It has rainy parts that are more rainy than others. um, Sunshine, you know, over 300 days a year across the country. Some are closer to 330 days. Um, so it's it's fabulous. So how, are, how do you kind of spend your days right now?
1: Yeah, so um, it is so great. I, in fact, it's so great that I came here in 2006 to visit my friend for a week. We extended, and this goes to show you those little decisions that change your life. I plan to stay here a week with him. It was my first time of going abroad by myself. I didn't realize that a week was nothing. Uh, So like, (laughs) as soon as I landed, he's like, dude, you got to stay another week, extend it two weeks. So we like did it, like paid a little fee to the the airline. You know, you could do that back then and uh, extended a second week in that second week. That's when I visited him at his school. And that was the life changing, you know, visit. And I just like, because immediately I fell in love with the sun fell in love with like the energy here the sky is a different color blue here in Seville I'm down in Seville and uh this was in April so the weather's beautiful in the spring and and it's like a relaxed feel they like the energy in the street they live in the street like living is like they're not Glued to their job, you know, so there's a lot of that, um, mm-hmm. which you know has as positive as negatives if you want to be productive but like it's
0: right. right. Well, they're, they're better just, at balancing it. Really. It's they're They're kind of, you know, sometimes, yeah, sometimes it's slow to get things done. It's because, but they're also enjoying life. And once,
1: yeah.
0: once we adjust from North America, go, go, go. And that's part of the reason why people want to leave. There is that adjustment period because there's still part of you. That's like, come on, let's go, let's get things done. And then say, like, wait, I need to slow down. Yeah. That's why I'm here. We do things slower. Things are closed on Sunday. I I was just going to say that. Yeah, I was just (laughs) going to say that. Everything except for a few small shops and, you know, some restaurants. But generally, you need to be prepared that everything is closed on Sundays and you just enjoy your Sundays with your family and friends.
1: Yeah, yeah. And it's one of those things that, like, at first you're, you know, you have to adjust to that because then there are some, you know, shops and supermarkets in case you need milk or bread or whatever. But, like, If you have to go big shopping or something or get shoes, it's like, you got to do that before Sunday. And then you just learn to appreciate, you know, Mm. like it's, there's something nice to it that you can't, and whether you have a family or not, it's just like, you can have your day. Like, it doesn't have to be a go, 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 you know, lifestyle. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Maybe you just want to go to the beach or you just want to sit at home and read a book and relax for a few hours and and then go meet your friends. I mean, it, and, and as you said too, it is a very outdoor lifestyle. So even in Barcelona, um, winter time in Barcelona, like I'm from Canada, so it doesn't get nearly as cold, obviously, but it's still, it still gets cold. It can still be, if it's like a cold day will be maybe three degrees Celsius, five, like that's really cold for Barcelona. Um, But even if it's around normal, I would say would be about 10, 10, 12, but it's humid. So it feels cold. So all year round, people will eat and drink outside. They have heaters, they have blankets for people, and you will see people eating and drinking outside all year round. Kind of don't get the winter part, like December, January, February, because I think my unless I'm eating cold food, my food's going to get cold really quickly. They don't care. It's... You you have if you're hungry you have a little something to eat you have drink and we sit outside and it is very much an outdoor lifestyle.
1: Yeah, and uh, and here in in Seville, like tapas are huge, which are small portions yeah. of food. So I think mm-hmm. that's partially it too, because they do like they talk and then eat a little bit. So then it's like not this whole plate of food. that's more of like a social. It's not just like you, right. know, you get your food. I have my plate, you have your plate, and then we kind of like eat and then maybe have a conversation. Like it's, conversations are going on all the time. It gets quite noisy, but like, it's kind of cool. Like it's a cool energy. Mm-hmm.
0: And how, oh, so first, when was the last time you were back in the United States? Like
1: five, almost six years ago. Okay. Oh, it's October. So like six years ago.
0: years ago okay um because i was i was gonna ask and it may be a little bit hard for you to to talk about a bit because you haven't been there but but the cost of living in in spain compared to what you are aware of within the united states or even maybe if you can compare to south korea if you've been back there since you've left
1: yeah i haven't been back there but i that is something i wanted to get into too when we were talking about the price of lawyers and things like that the cost of living if you're coming from the united states like it's so affordable so if you have some decent savings and you kind of are trying to figure things out here that decent savings will go a long way here uh so because that the typical salary of like a normal you know shop worker or you know waitress or waiter Probably around a thousand dollars, twelve hundred um dollars a month, like not a week, a month. So, Mm -hmm. if you take that, you could say, like, okay, well, I could go shopping for a fraction of the price of what I'm used to, I could go out Mm -hmm. to eat for a fraction of the price of what I'm used to, right? So, the cost of living is a lot more affordable than the U.S. Um, like, private, first of all, they have health. You know, public health insurance, which is not that great, but the private health insurance is very affordable too, especially coming from the US. You know, people ask me like if I am going to live in the US again, and I'm probably not. And part of that, most of that actually is like that's my past, right? Mm -hmm. So I kind of am always looking ahead like that's just not who I am. But also, just the health insurance alone, like, it just doesn't make any sense to me how people. I mean, this is a political conversation, I guess, but like how people argue to pay more for health insurance, <laughs> like, like let the tax money help you out, dude. You know, like, and well, you're in Canada, right? So, right. So you got tax makes, dollars
0: goes to our health care. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then you can pay pay
1: for private yeah, healthcare there, too, right?
0: Yeah, we can we can pay a, we can we can get. Um, and pay a little bit more, but that usually helps been cover, um, dental eyes and cover some parts of prescription medication, but never do we need it for any type of doctor visit, surgery, emergency, any of that. So even what we, what we do pay, if we do want to increase with, with, um, like blue cross or something like that, um, that's what it will cover is like eye dental and prescription medication.
1: Okay. Yeah. The private health insurance here, there are private hospitals that are a little nicer than the public hospitals. You know, you get, you can get your own, like my kids were born there and you know, my wife at the time, she had her own room, like a private room, which you wouldn't have that in the public hospital. And, uh, and just like a little faster care, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, but it, it is affordable. It's like a hundred a month for the family, 150 a month.
0: Yeah. And, and compared to what people pay in the United States for basic coverage, I mean, the, I, I think more the than basic more sal- coverage. Like in, people in salary. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. And I even have a, a friend of mine now she's, she's Spanish. She also has private insurance um, she ended up getting cancer, and she actually went through the public system because she said when when she looked into everything, the public system was actually better for her treatment than going through her private insurance. wow. and so and and it could this be location because Barcelona, I mean, Barcelona is a a major oh, city. um but yeah, and and she's great. She went through it. She's all fine. it it went. She, I think she was first diagnosed about five years ago um or or three years ago but I yeah she she decided and I kind of I was surprised I'm like well you're going to use your private for that she said oh no it's like actually after doing some research the the public system is better for everything that I'm going to get than than my private so I was quite surprised with that so yeah but she said like the private is great for for other things as you know um quicker to get doctor visits maybe more tests and and things like that but for that um for her whole cancer treatment she she went with the pro- with the public
1: that's awesome that's mm-hmm.
0: awesome
1: yeah that's the power of no like cost, having strong up right? and, like, and no cost right and no cost it's everything crazy. she needed and
0: no cost so yeah yeah
1: and that's it's crazy how people argue to you know anyway that's another yeah.
0: so what about a vehicle do you have a vehicle do you drive there i don't,
1: I don't. You know, in that city center, if I were out in the country, which I'm going to move there eventually, I'm going to get one because it's the same as in the United States. Like you'd have to drive to go anywhere. But here in the city center, it's more of a hassle to have one than not because then you're paying for parking. Good luck trying to find parking in the street. You know, a ton of one way streets here they are cobblestone, like Mm -hmm. because it's a walking city, right? So a ton of like one way cobblestone windy streets. So like if you miss your turn, you got to go down. It's just a big hassle. I
0: don't drive mm-hmm. here. Yeah, I'm, uh, you know, I'm the, I'm the same. Uh, every, when I go back to Canada, I drive everywhere all the time. When I'm in Barcelona, I just think the cost of the vehicle, the maintenance, the gas, the parking, like that's a lot of money that I don't need. If I want to rent a car for a weekend or a week and go away or I've done, um, they have like private car rentals. So I've rented one for a few hours and went, did a big shopping trip when I first moved into my place to buy a whole bunch of stuff, loaded up the car, brought it to my new place, unloaded, dropped the car off, done with it. And easy
1: peasy. So that's easy, a
0: huge peasy. savings of not not needing a car.
1: Yeah. And like here in Seville, and I'd imagine in Barcelona even more, like the bike path, the bike trails, it's so easy to yeah. bike. Oh, and absolutely. Now that there are scooter rentals. Um, bike rentals, like all of these private companies and the city options. Like, mm-hmm. it's just like, it's so easy to get
0: around. Yeah, it's fantastic. So Jesse, let's talk a little bit about uh, what you do. We did talk about being a, an autonomous there and getting things set up. So um, tell our listeners what you do and how they can get in touch with you uh, if they wanted to connect.
1: Yeah, so thank you for asking so i help parents to feel more empowered to make their parenting journey uh, you know more fun i've noticed that a lot of parents they put a lot of they feel a lot of pressure they feel a lot of stress trying to put a lot of effort into doing a good job and in the end they're just they end up harming themselves they end up like feeling too much pressure so i I've developed a system using story principles to help them take control, to be the hero of their own story, and to raise their children to be heroes of their stories and uh, and really feel empowered and, and empower their kids. And that's just a fun journey that I'm on, too. And uh, I guess like the best way to reach me is on Facebook, Jesse J. Mm-hmm. Swede. And the my website is Eagle Method dot i have some resources on there to you know that you could take and use some resources to help regulate emotionally some ideas some you know uh workbook that i have like all that stuff's free and uh and reach out and say hi on facebook
0: Excellent. And we will put some links in the show notes to to make it easy for everybody to connect with you. So Jesse, I just want to say thank you very much for your time. I really appreciate the conversation. And I know the listeners got some valuable information from us.
1: Awesome. Thank you. This is a great idea.